Have you ever wondered whether the problems in the world today would exist if we had deeper connection to ourselves, others, and the environment, and acted from that place? Welcome to the Conscious Action Podcast with your hosts, Brian Burneman and Kayla Grimble, who believe that connection is the key to taking conscious action as individuals and creating a better world. We are here to raise awareness and inspire meaningful action by sharing stories, knowledge, and conversations with thought leaders and change makers. From sustainability to well-being and everything related to conscious living, our mission is to empower you to be the change that you want to see in the world. Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Conscious Action Podcast. I am Brian Berneman, your host, and I have the pleasure for this episode to be joined by Anna Bordignon. Thank you so much, Anna, first of all, for taking the time to be here to speak with us. And I know a little bit about you and what you do, but not everyone does. And I would love for you to share a little bit about who you are and what you do. Thank you. And thank you for having me here today. Uh, so I'm the founder of Munch Cupboard. And under that um, company, we have two key brands, which is Munch Cupboard. And then we have our other brand called Mill Products. Uh, yeah, which I started five years ago and then probably two years before that uh, we had a blog and kind of started evolving from there. And, and what led you into doing this? Were you always interested in the sustainable ethical products or life or was it something that started to develop through time? Uh, for me, I, I was always interested. Um, you know, I'd always be conscious of what sort of clothes I um, purchased um, in my younger days and when I was at university. But it really wasn't until I had my children that I really felt the need to do something that was a legacy for them and something for uh, my great-great-great and great-grandchildren. Um, because I was actually a commercial lawyer uh, for about 12 years before I had my children. Uh, but the catch was I was either going to go to art school or law school, uh, and I chose law, which gave me good business skills. Uh, but I always had that creative bend, uh, and what I'm doing now is a nice combination of both. And, you know, I feel like I'm doing it for our children um, I grew up in New Zealand where we could swim absolutely everywhere and every river, every beach. Uh, people, you know, we went to the rubbish dump with Dad. We knew where our rubbish was going. We composted. We did all those things. But really, in the last 20 years, people are not doing that. Um, our waterways aren't great. So I really felt quite privileged in my life and where I am. So I really wanted to do something that I felt was doing good for the planet and directly good for my children and my great-grandchildren and every child in, in this world. Mm, that's so beautiful. And it's so interesting, you know, you're mentioning this. There has been, not only on the podcast already on previous episodes, but in I'm meeting so many people that were in one career and suddenly they became parents and were like their eyes open in terms of you know what you were saying what's the legacy what are we doing for like the future of our 
kids and our grandkids and changing what they are doing. It's such an interesting thing. And I, I wonder, uh, because I've had this conversation with a lot of people around the um, sustainability space, that some people say that one of the main issues is, you know, having kids, it's adding one of the main issues to the world. And my point of view, and I would love your point of view, my point of view is actually if you raise them the right way, you're creating actually a positive effect. Absolutely. Um, you know, my kids do know about recycling. They do know about let's not have plastic. Uh, so, um, but for me, it needs to be wider than that. Um, it needs to be not just my children. It needs to be other children and other parents. You know, it's really that generation from sort of 50 to 60 or probably 40, 40 to 60 who um, really, you know, oh, what is this? Is this really category? When I, you know, when we started five years ago, people laughed at us. You know, plastic, oh, it's great plastic. Plastic's great. You know, you can't have a product category that's about no plastic. So, um, you know, and, and there is, there is now, and it's growing. You know, we were, we were the first to bring beeswax wraps to the market. All, all the girls <laughs> still complain how many times we had to explain, explain, explain what a beeswax food wrap is. But now we don't have to do that. You know, we've had other people come into the market. You know, and I believe pie is big enough. And it's really cool. You know, people know what they are now. People are turning their minds. Um, but as I said, uh, it's, taken, it's, it's taken a while. It's certainly taken a while. Mm. I feel where we are with our business now is actually ensuring that people know that a brand is actually genuine and can be trustworthy because, you know, there are people coming into this market for, the, for a quick buck and it's never, ever been what it's for me. Uh, mm. So for us, it's actually about saying, hey, we've got a really good supply chain. Hey, we, you know, we look at all the certifications. We um, are really intelligent on on looking at the whole process of our brand, um, you know, from start to finish, who makes them. And for me, that is really key. So we actually support about 20 women throughout New Zealand um, through our traditional outlet model, which kind of we've reinvented. Uh, we send products to them. They make it in their homes. And these women often find it really, really difficult to get a job. We pay per wrap or per whatever they're making, and they do it in their own time. And these are people who are so skilled uh, but find it really hard to hold down a job for many different reasons. Mm. So for me, that's, that makes me feel really good in my heart because I feel very, very privileged. I was educated. You know, I've got lots of skills. Um, but not everyone started the way I started. Mm. So um, I love that. Not all our products are made that way but quite a few are made that way. And then it's, okay, so what is it replacing? Um, and then how do we dispose? So, for example, our beeswax food wraps, um, we were cutting all the edges off um, by hand because <laughs> everything's still done by hand. Um, and we thought, well, let's roll them up and make them into little organic fire starters. So we started selling those on Amazon and, um, yeah, it's actually a great product because it means that whole process is a closed loop and that's really exciting. So where we can do that, um, I love it when we can. So um, it's a, I think 
just going back to the genuineness and the honesty, it's actually also the intellect without without sounding arrogant um, at all. It's actually been thinking intelligently um, through the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose having some um, aroha for what you're doing and and those 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 products. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that you know you were mentioning before. There's so many different aspects when uh, we are working in this space. That there is the education, there is the understanding inequality, and how do you actually um, use, as you were saying, one's privilege to support those that perhaps didn't start from the same space. Um, then there is the gender or racial or cultural inequalities, so the social inequalities. Then there is the sustainability in terms of the entire supply chain, as you were saying. And I think that when we start to look at it from all of these different perspectives and see that, of course, we're not going to be able to do everything, but we're focusing on some of them, and that's what you're doing, really. Yeah, I, I think every social entrepreneur wants to do everything. <laughs> that's that's um, a good habit and a bad habit, but to survive, to create a sustainable, not using the word sustainable as in green sustainable, but a sustainable profitable business, uh, you do have to try and be focused on what really, you know, what are your core values and what really does does matter. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I always have in mind too, uh, uh, is the consumer, what what can they really afford and, um, you know, how can we make it even more affordable? Um, but is that value add of explaining too that organic cotton is actually cost more to make um, and produce so, um, yeah, that sort of kind of moves into those um, challenges that um, as a brand and a brand owner, how we message those um, and also be very conscious of getting our pricing um, appropriate. Mm, yeah, and, and I know that you focus a lot on parents and a lot on, on that education for, for the kids. Can you explain... Why, I think that you said it a little bit, why do you think that that is a key place to, to actually start educating the parents? So you know, for our Munch brand, that's really about um, 100% sustainable kitchens. Uh, and it really started as a kid's um, baby, baby brand. It's all about, you know, helping us to help you raise eco-warriors. Uh, because, you know, luckily now in New Zealand in particular, schools are teaching their kids. And if we can support them with products as well, you know, um, a parent can't really not listen to their child um, uh, about those areas. And, you know, they are they educating sometimes the, the parents. Mm. Um, and, you know, they've got so much passion. You know, as people get older, they lose the passion. Mm. You've got to do stuff you love. <laughs> you know, I still have a passion for what I do, but I see so many people don't. You know, when when a person is a child, they have oodles of passion, don't they? So, you know, we, you know we're going to see more and more little eco-warriors or bigger eco-warriors mm. coming through, which is really exciting. So, it is about, I, you know, it is about empowering them. And we, we try and do that under our Munch brand. Our new brand is more of an older person, not older persons, but 
we're really focusing um, outside of kids. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Mm, interesting. And um, would you be able to share a little bit from, you know, from a business perspective, what was the, the journey that, that took you from the moment that you said, I'm going to start something like this? And what has it been like from, like for people that are thinking, you know, either to start their own business or if they are in early stages, what are some of the key things that you've learned? Tenacity, you know, and a no can always be a yes. Um, you know, and I suppose that, you know, the trendy word at the moment is resilience. So um, the fact is, you know, you've just got to keep keep going. Um, you know, some of our big retailers here and overseas, they said no to us many times, <laughs> you know, because the market wasn't ready. Um, you know, in some senses, we started this too early. Um, but because we keep keep at it, keep at it, um, it's worked out for us. Um, so, you know, you, you've got to have passion to do it, mm-hmm. uh, I think, if you don't. You know, and also I think um, you've just got to give things a go. Uh, my motto, and I think this comes from my, my father, everything will always be okay. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. um, you know, but I, I think... The key is to always respect people along the way, you know. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's interesting that you said that because my, I, I come from a family that always supported me and that I know that I am privileged, that worst case scenario for me, it's nowhere near what it can be for a lot of people if they lose all of their money or, you know, if whatever they are doing fails, quote unquote. Um, I know that I'm still going to land on my feet and I'm still going to be okay to, to keep on trying and to do something new. And, and I know that from my perspective, I always try to encourage everyone that is in a position to do that, to actually give it a go. Because as you say, like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, I agree. And I think, um, Oh, you know, I think New Zealand as a whole, we should be putting our money into businesses, not into property anymore. You know, um, yeah, we were renowned to have the you know number eight wire mentality. We do, but you know, not always. So, um, be great to see um, more of that um, encouragement from government or um, you know business owners. And actually, most people want to help others. I think I've been very lucky. Um, I've had lots of help by more senior business people. Um, and, you know, I'm very happy to do the same. You know, a, a coffee, a chat, you know, a lot of things aren't Google, Googleable. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just have to connect. You have to talk with people. Mm, definitely. And I think that's so important. I like... I recently, this year, I especially started, like, and I found a mentor and I started to find a little bit more of that space because up until then I was having conversations here and there, but it wasn't like this big thing that I'm like, okay, like I'm actually going to spend time and actually talk with someone and listen to them and follow some of these things. And, and I think that it's important because not we don't have all of the skills that are necessary sometimes to, to do this. And when we start our own business, sometimes we need to learn how to do everything. 
Oh, absolutely. You're a you're a servant to many, and um, you know you have to have your head and mind across a lot of things. Yeah, mm. yeah, um, yeah. And I do think, um, yeah, it's just about yeah connecting. And I do think everybody wants the same thing. Mm. <laughs> I, you know, people want to be connected. People um, want to achieve. So if you strip everything back. You know, people want to look after our planet. It's actually just, I think, um, trying to connect um, and understand where they're coming from. Yeah, and and I I I say usually that same thing. I do believe that we are all loving, caring human beings, and we just don't know enough, and we don't know the impact of some of our actions. And as well, for us in the Western society, sometimes. What is the convenient thing to do actually is not the best for for the environment or for each other. Um, and being able to to have some access to products uh, that enable us to do that more easily, like the products that you are providing. It's giving people the chance to, instead of using that single-use plastic, okay, use this other product, reuse it, and use it as much as possible, knowing that as well on the way of making it, you looked after what's on the supply chain. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for us, it's about um, making it really accessible for people. So um, that's really important because people may think they want to do something. So they need to be able to access it. And also, it's got to be effortless, you know. We, we're a society that wants to do things quickly now um, and convenient. So we try our hardest to actually make things easy for people um, as much as we can and convenient. Because uh, I think even though we all talk about slowing down, and which is a good thing, which I hope to slow down myself over Christmas and New Year, um, even though we've booked to go canoeing down the Wanganui River. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not sure that people will really slow down. So, um, yeah, it's about thinking intelligently through products, how we can get them into people's hands and how we make that easy and how to make that education easy for people to understand um, you know, hmm. yeah, and it's really. I, I always advocate for slowing down, for living a more simpler life, um, which doesn't mean not taking advantage of what like Western society has to offer, but it is that being able to to have the time to actually get nourished and to to enjoy what is around, especially in a country like New Zealand at this time, we are super privileged and super blessed of the opportunity compared to a lot of different countries. But as well, I do think that it's always necessary to see, okay, there is the ideal and there is the reality of where most people are. And most people are not slowing down, is what you're mentioning. Um, and we need to provide that product or that service that is going to bridge that gap. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, I think it's also about um, life in general to have a variety of different outlets. Um, yeah, I always thinking um, I would be really stressed, I think, if I didn't have my children. Um, that for me, they're an outlet um, for me not to think about work. Um, 
you know, I, most entrepreneurs, or particularly women, um, are young, young, you know, pre-children. I like to think I'm still young, but, but I'm not in my 20s. Um, so you don't find too many women with children doing the journey I'm on, but I'd really encourage it, um, all men, um, because, you know, you, you don't end up getting overloaded because you have another side to your, to your life um, to take your mind and and the ability to actually be um, and and really think through what you're doing. Um, even though you're in the present with your children, um, you've still got that little bit of space there to actually just mull over um, issues and ideas and things. Yeah. yeah, and also I think on top of that, and I don't know if this is true for you, perhaps having a reminder of what's the motivation behind what oh. you're doing. Yeah, totally. And as I said right at the beginning, uh, I grew up in a country that could swim everywhere. And, you know, there's so many rivers that are polluted, um, you know, plastic on the beach. Uh, you know, I just, uh, yeah. And I'm a proud New Zealander. I mean, I still believe we are clean and green. <laughs> but, and relative to other countries, but we certainly need to do more. Um and because I lived in I lived in London for five years, and I I play not played off, but I loved um, the fact that Londoners would always say you've come from a beautiful place and you're so lucky, and 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 we are, but we still need to do a lot to to deal with our waste because there are actually in fact some other European countries that are older than us that are actually probably doing a better job. Um, we're just lucky we're young, so. The more people we can get involved in this sector uh, and the people who can actually connect it into a business, the better we will be. Yes, definitely. And I do think that comparing to a lot of places, New Zealand is really doing really well. But yet, as you say, there's a long way to improve. And, and I came to New Zealand almost six years ago. I haven't seen how a lot of these things deteriorated throughout time. Like every time that I talk to someone that is in their 50s, 60s, 70s, they talk about what it used to be, that they could go everywhere and swim, that some of the landscapes look a little bit different. And I don't have that comparison. Yet I do know, based on what I see, that it is beautiful yet there are some places that we could do better. And I hope that, as you say, that with the government declaring the climate emergency, councils starting to get them on top of that. And what will come in the next few years, I am hopeful that we'll be able to, to do some of these things that are necessary to create the change. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, you know, as I said, schools are on board. Uh, there's some really good advocates out there that are touring the, the country, um, talking about um, waste. You know, five, six years ago, there's hardly anyone doing that sort of work. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's really, really important in this, this space to be positive. Mm. Um, I'm a, a total optimist. <laughs> um so I find it really frustrating when I hear all the doom and gloom around it. So, and I don't want my children or the children of New Zealand to feel really down and anxious about it. Um, it's actually messaging in a positive way of enhancement, I think, is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and actually linking um, 
products with not only helping the planet, how is it going to help you? So one of our um, hero products in our nil range is the New Zealand wool makeup pad removers. Um, you know, wool is an amazing, amazing um, product that we have here in New Zealand. It's hyperallergenic, it's antibacterial, it's soft, we've got abundance of it, and it's going to waste because no one's using it. Um, but we've made this um, amazing makeup remove pad that is, is fabulous, you know. So um, for me, that's a positive story instead of, um, you know, makeup pads that people just throw out. But actually, that, that actual product is also really good for you and actually is helping the industry in New Zealand where you live. So uh, I just kind of, um, it's not about doom and gloom. It's about the possibilities and it's about thinking differently on on how we um, make a product, you know. But there's got to be different ways, and that's that's creativity. That's freedom, I think. Yeah, oh, that's so wonderful. And getting to the uh, last few questions, what would be a resource that you would recommend to others to go and check out? Your mother and your grandmother. <laughs> I, you know, I think um, connecting with your whanau, connecting, um, talking the old ways. Because actually, to be honest, most of our products are not new. Most of our products our great grannies and grandfathers used. So, you know, they have lots of knowledge. Um, you know, they and also there are the times, especially in the 40s and 50s, where families would sit down and eat together, they'd connect together. You know, people weren't working ridiculous amounts of hours. You know, they they saw the value in you know in being all rounded about different activities. And as I said right at the beginning, you know, driving to to the rubbish dump, actually, you know, splitting off your rubbish. Where these days, people just put it in a bin and someone comes and picks it up for you. <laughs> so you know connecting and that's really important to share that knowledge I suppose it's a little bit old-fashioned and tribal based but um you know sometimes that's the solution sometimes this is the interesting thing about this the solutions are simple absolutely we overcomplicate it but the solutions are simple and the solutions are here and especially I find it in a country like New Zealand where we have an Aboriginal um culture that a lot of these topics are within their worldview as well that it's easier to sometimes connect with that mm. yeah mm, wonderful and what is your one go-to tip if you have just one thing to share with someone everything will always be okay You know, um, makes me sad that there's so much anxiety and depression and mental health in New Zealand. Um, and, you know, everything will be okay. Trust yourself. Trust the planet. Trust the government. Um, keep doing positive, healthy things to connect. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And on a personal level, what has been your latest small, small act of kindness? I'm trying to listen, <laughs> listen more and really trying to listen hard on what people are really saying, uh, I think. And my thing too is actually I don't want to email people all the time. I want to talk to them. I want to meet them. Um, I want to really understand them. And that's right down to um, 
from a business point of view, key buyers right down to customers to really understand what they need and want. Mm, yeah. Mm. And lastly, and perhaps similar to what you mentioned before, but what is the one thing that you wish everyone in the world knew? Oh, everyone in the world knew. Um, life's great. <laughs> That's probably too simple. Uh, I don't know. That's a big question, yeah. isn't it? You know, um, you know, but you know, I just hope everyone uh, has a journey that they feel like they're contributing. Um, I think if you contribute to a greater community, it actually brings a lot of benefits to you as a person as well. Beautiful, beautiful. And lastly, how can people find you and your products? So if you want any Munch uh, Cupboard products, it's www.munchcupboard.com. So we're all about kitchen category, so it's all about 100% sustainable kitchens for the world. Uh, we sell into foodstuffs and fire fresh and more Wilsons. You'll find us at many places. Baby City for the baby lines. Um, sorry for retailers who have forgotten, but there are lots and lots of retailers. Uh, or you can go to our other brand, which is www.millproducts.com. Uh, and again, we're in a number of retail stores. Uh, we've been developing a lot more of our beauty range in that brand. Um, we did a survey about a year ago asking people, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want in the sector? And they said they want to get plastic out of their bathroom. So um, we have been developing that in that brand quite a lot. Beautiful. The social social handles, doesn't it? So the handles are <laughs> at Munch Covered and then for Nil Products is at Nil Products. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Anna. And for everyone that is listening to this episode, uh, we're going to put those links in the notes of the episode so you can easily access them. Um, would love to hear for anyone that actually learned something or uh, something resonated with you to comment on the episode, to share with us on social. Um, if you already use some of the products as well, share your experience with them. And once again, Anna, thank you so much for taking the time and for doing what you're doing and keep on doing that. Right. Same with you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. What did you like the most about this episode? Take a moment to think about what change you can make in your life today. Share your conscious action on social media using hashtag conscious action and tagging at conscious action and said so we can celebrate your impact on the world and create a ripple effect. One easy action we would love for you to take right now is to share, like, and subscribe to this podcast. This will help us get these messages out into the world and inspire more people to take conscious action in their own lives, contributing to the better world we hope for.